Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. Good morning everyone. How is everyone? Good morning to those joining on the live stream. I looked into the camera. I was so thrilled when Andy told me that I didn't have to actually, you know, do that. Ryan and Stephen did really well the two weeks that we've been online looking down into the camera, but I was really nervous about that. But Andy told me that I don't have to do it, so praise God. Um, I can't really see you, so I don't know that what lights are on, but... It's kind of nice to vaguely see you all. Um, for those that don't know me, I'm Laura, I'm married to Ryan, and we lead UT Youth here at UT Belfast, and um, we absolutely love it. I am a nurse by day. Um, absolutely love that too. It's came with its challenges this year, but we plow on. Um, um, before I get into what God has put in my heart for today and what we're going to chat around, I'd really love to honour um, Kathy. I don't know where she is, but I think she might be out the back, but that's okay. Um, I can't see her, but I really want to honour Kathy. For those that don't know Kathy, I think you should get to know Kathy. She is an amazing person. Um, she thinks differently than everyone else, um, which is what I love about her, but she has done an amazing job at making sure we have been kept safe in this space over this lockdown period, um, this COVID period or whatever it is that we're really in, um, and has just led the team really well. Um, so we want to honour Cathy and I hope and pray that she knows that she's valued um, by us and ultimately by God, but she's amazing and um, yeah, we want to honour Cathy this morning. If you have a Bible, I'd like you to open First Peter chapter 1 and we're going to read verses 3 to 9. Molly's going to put it on the screen for us. Um, if you don't have your Bible with you, I'm going to turn around and read it. So First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 9 says this, Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, while you have had, had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. God, I pray that you would speak to us this morning, that our hearts would be open to what it is that you want to say and do in our lives and that we would accept you um, as, our, as our saviour if we haven't already, God. And I pray that we would experience an encounter tree joy from you this morning. Amen. So Christmas fast approaching. Has everyone sorted 
the 10 a.m. service was kind of like a mixed bag. Is everyone ready for it to be Christmas tomorrow? My friend said if it was Christmas tomorrow, she'd be ready. I'm definitely not. If it was Christmas tomorrow, that would be bad for some people in my family because they wouldn't be getting a gift. Not that it's all about gifts, but, you know, it helps. And also, we probably wouldn't have enough food to do for tomorrow. So, yes, I'm not sorted. But as we approach Christmas and the end of the year, it's always a good time to reflect and suppose 2020 has been a year and for lots of us there's lots to reflect on and um, for me it's been a definitely a different year and I suppose this year I don't know about you but has anyone had a holiday that was cancelled this year yeah a few hands going up few hands going up hopefully everyone's got their money back we were supposed to go to Florida in at Halloween which obviously got cancelled. I think we were quite hopeful up until the very end that we're still going to get there, but no. Um, but yeah, the thing that I was most excited about going to America and going to Disney and going to all the parks was the roller coasters because I absolutely love roller coasters. Like I'll be the first in the queue for like the eight loop, the loop, you know, the Hulk is amazing. I just absolutely love it. Ryan, on the other hand, hates them. He is not for them, but believe you me, when we do go, he will be on every single one of them rides because we have paid a good amount of money to be there. But I absolutely love them. I would pay anything to go on them. The adrenaline that goes through your veins, actually just love it. I love the, actually secretly love the feeling of feeling a wee bit sick after wanting to go on it again. It's, I love it. But I was chatting to a few girls in my connect group on Zoom, obviously, during the week there. And... Um, I had described 20, we were talking about our years, the good, the bad, and it was really good because there were some really positives and also some negatives, but I kind of described it for me like a roller coaster. It's had loads of highs and just suddenly a low, you know, so, so many moments where you're just loving life, your hands are in their ear, you're like, yeah, God, this is actually a really great year. And then so many low moments and where I've just maybe felt like, Oh, I just want this year to be over. Why is it not? Why is this all not gone away? Why is COVID here? I feel sick. I feel like I just want to get off the ride. But as I've been reflecting over this year, the last couple of weeks, something that I have been thinking about and the reason why I believe that I've gotten through this year is because of hope. Hope that it will get better. Hope in Jesus and in Him saying who he says he is is true, that everything will work out for my good. In Romans 8, 28, it says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called accordingly to his purpose. God works all things together for your good. See, we have a living hope in Jesus. See, hope is alive today. Like we read in First Peter, we have a living hope. Hope is alive because Jesus is alive. See, having hope isn't, this isn't really similar. It's similar, but not the same as being an optimist, okay? So we all love optimistic people, okay? I'm all for optimism. Don't want to be pessimistic. You don't want to be always negative. But optimism is kind of like a feeling like, okay, oh, yes, it'll be okay. Like, we'll be fine. Fingers crossed. It'll be grand. You know, it'll all work out. Whereas hope is slightly different. Hope is that confidence that you know that and have an understanding that it will work out. You know that it might actually not be great in that moment, but it will be good because of Jesus, that Jesus is gonna work it out. 
for your good. You have hope. So in the next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, we are going to be looking at hope like Pastor Stevens already said at the start. And that star out the front is amazing. Um, please drive past the church at night when it's like all dark and sit up because it is amazing. We drove past last night and I was like, wow, I nearly crashed the car and everything. It's like, oh, wow. Um, I was driving, but um, it's amazing. So yes, we're going to be looking at hope um, and just really seeing what God wants to say to us and how he wants to encourage us over this Christmas season and as we move into a new year of 2021. So my first point this morning is this. If you're making notes, if you're not, if you're making mental notes, I would encourage you to make notes or write something in your Bible if you have it with you. But my first point is this. Hope may seem lost. Okay, so I don't know, I'm sure everyone's felt in a hopeless situation at some point in their life, whether it's a trivial thing or a not so trivial thing, but my trivial thing is probably two Christmas Eves ago, I think it was two Christmas Eves ago, um, it definitely wasn't last year, two Christmas Eves ago, I was very hopeless walking around Belfast at 8am, not having finished my Christmas shopping and it was just awful. It was, you know, that panic buy, not being able to find things, just thinking, oh my word, I can't actually find anything that I'm looking for. Rushing home to wrap the presents, it, was, uh, it wasn't very good. Like, I came together in the end, thankfully, but I vowed on that Christmas Eve that will never be me again. And it, hasn't, it wasn't last year, and hopefully it won't be me this year. I'm definitely going to get it finished this week. I say that with, yes. But yes, kind of, that's a trivial thing. And I'm sure you can think of some trivial situations where you felt hopeless or you've lost hope. Um, but maybe a bit more serious um, this morning, and perhaps you found yourself in a situation where you've just lost some hope. And there's so many reasons why we can find ourselves in those situations, but I wanna to touch on just a few this morning. So firstly, you, can, you might feel alone and in your loneliness and feeling alone, that can cause you to lose hope. And I suppose this year, more than ever before, you know, has been a cause to maybe be more lonely because we've been distant from people around us. We haven't been able to see our families as much. We haven't been around our friends as much. We haven't actually been allowed to be close to people as such because we've been socially distancing. And we've, maybe you've had a period of recent isolation where you weren't even allowed out of your house and you felt lonely. You felt like no one is around you. Or even pre-COVID, you know, maybe you felt lonely in your life, maybe even in a, you've walked into a room full of people and you just have this sense of loneliness. So you feel like no one gets you, that no one is for you and you've lost some of your hope. Maybe you've lost your purpose and that's caused you to lose hope. Things that maybe once brought you joy, things that you love to do that you find your purpose in, like maybe your job or like a certain sport or just something extra that you did that you found pur your purpose in has been taken away from you and you've lost hope. Maybe there was a dream that you've had for so many years and you still haven't seen that come to pass and it's caused you to lose hope. Maybe this morning you're in need and that can come in many different ways. Maybe financially you're in need. Maybe you are struggling to make, make ends meet. Maybe you have lost your job this year. Maybe you just aren't in a place of financial security that you really need to be. Maybe your health has deteriorated, you've gotten bad news, you're in need of help that way in your health. Maybe you just need a break. Maybe you have been running and running 
and you're trying to be everyone to everyone and you've lost some of your hope in that situation. Maybe you've lost someone in your life. Maybe someone close to you has passed away, not just this year, but maybe this year, maybe years ago, but you still haven't fully gotten over that. You're still grieving, you're still hurting. You can't see that life would ever be great again without them and you've just lost some hope. In the last book of the Old Testament in Malachi, it says this in chapter four, but for those who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays and you will go out and frolic like wild fed calves. Shortly after this then, there was moments of complete silence. There was actually 400 years of silence where it's thought that God revealed nothing more to his people in that time. There was complete silence. Hope seemed to be lost in those moments. But then we open our Bibles and read Matthew chapter one, which says this, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham, which leads me to my second point. Hope is here. You see, after that silence, Jesus was born as a baby. Hope was there. He brought hope, brought hope. Jesus was born. He broke the silence and brought hope. And because of Jesus doing that, even though it felt dark, it felt like nothing would change. The presence of Jesus came and everything changed. And this Christmas, we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. In the midst of everything going on, sometimes we can forget it. We can forget that Jesus came and everything did change. You see, hope may have been lost, but hope is now here in the form of Jesus. He is the living hope. And, the, and he came to fulfill what had been spoken. In Matthew chapter one, it goes on to say in verse 21 to 23, she will give birth to a son and you will give and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, Jesus was born and brought hope. He was then, he was the savior that came as a baby who would then walk the earth as a man and ultimately go to die on a cross, rise again for us so that we would have the assurance of eternity when we decide to put our trust in him. He is alive this morning and so we have hope. We are not hopeless. This hope that we have is a certain hope. In Hebrews chapter 6, 19 to 20, it says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You see, an anchor, if you think a boat has an anchor, I don't know much about boats. I've only been on like a big boats, but I don't, you know, like a ferry or something, but a boat has an anchor, okay? And it, it means that that boat is secure. It's not gonna drift off to somewhere where it's not supposed to be. It stays afloat. The anchor is going down to make sure that that doesn't drift off. And when we are anchored in God, we don't drift. We are able to stay afloat. We are able to remain secure. And we are not swayed by the waves of life that will come and they will come. And I'm sure most people already know that. If you don't already, you will come to know that the waves of life do come. But when we have put our hope 
in God, we have an anchor that is firm and secure. Job 8 verse 13 says this, and this highlights the importance of knowing God. It says this, the same happens to all those who forget God. The hopes of the godless evaporate. You see, when we forget God and when we take steps away from God, we, we have less hope. But then the opposite's true. When we take, take steps towards God, when we go towards him, we actually have more hope. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched something evaporate, but it takes a time to evaporate. You know, when something evaporates, it's a slow and sort of steady thing. It doesn't just go straight away. It takes it a while to evaporate. And that's, that can be like that. You know, you, as you take steps away from God and don't put your hope in him then, you know, your hope can slowly evaporate. Slowly and suddenly, that's what happens to the hope if we forget God. In Luke 18, it says, Jesus told his disciples, and so he's telling me and you, because that's who we are, that we should always pray and never lose hope. Another version says, never quit. See, choosing prayer and choosing to talk to God in the midst of your uncertainty will allow you to experience peace as you get to know him more. You see, we are to always pray and never lose hope. Prayer changes things in our lives. When we get to know God, we get to know hope in him. You see, you have a living hope that is in Jesus. You have a certain hope. You lose hope when you walk away from God or forget God in situations, but you can fuel your hope in prayer. In First Peter, the, the couple of verses that we read at the start in verse six and seven, it says this, in all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. They have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Because of the hope that you have in Jesus, you can endure because of the hope you have in Jesus, you can endure. So whatever life throws at you, you can endure it because of Jesus. Romans 5 as well backs this up and it says this, verse 2, as we boast in hope of the glory of God, as we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. That's not always an easy verse to read because we don't want to really think that we have to go through things in order to produce character. But that's what the word of God tells us. If we want to be able to say our lives are hopeful, that we have developed character, then we actually have to go through some stuff in order for those things to be worked out in our lives. But today is the day for you to boast in that hope. Jesus wants to speak to you. He wants to give you that hope. Therefore, Today, if you feel alone, God wants you to know that you're not alone. That God, he is with you. And we read it at the start there, Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We hear it so often at Christmas time. And it was, I think it was maybe last year, one year our Christmas series was called Emmanuel. And it's, we can hear the Emmanuel, God is with us, but 
actually, when we have to live that out, it's sometimes harder, but God wants you to know today that you are not alone. He is with you. Jesus came so that you would know this truth. So before Jesus then um, went to heaven, went before he died and um, went to heaven and where he now sits at the right hand of the throne of God and he's actually interceding for you, which is an amazing reassurance as well. He said this to his disciples and he sent it to you today in John 14. I will ask, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. That advocate is the Holy Spirit And when you decide to put your trust in Jesus, he's given you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is your advocate. He's working on your behalf. He wants the best for you. If you're someone's advocate, you are fighting for them. You're like, no, like this this is gonna happen for them. Like I am not standing for anything less than the best for this person. He is your helper. He is there when you do not know what to do. He wants to lead and guide you into the truth of what God has for your life today. Ask him for the help. Ask him to lead and guide you. Ask him to speak to you today. You are not alone. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Even though you may have lost your purpose and therefore lost hope, God wants you to know today that you do have a purpose, that your life has a purpose. In Romans 20, no, not 28, Romans 8, 28, we already read it at the start says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called accordingly to his purpose. Ephesians 2, 10 also says, for you are God's handiwork, sorry, for we, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. God has a purpose for your life. He's already prepared it. He's just waiting for you to walk it out. Hebrews 6, 13 When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. If you know the story of Abraham, him and his wife, Sarah, they were given a promise from God that they would be the father of nations, but they were getting older and older and they still didn't have any children. And I'm sure in those moments, they were losing a good bit of hope and there's a, a, a period of time where they, it actually tells us in scripture they laughed at God like they were like Sarah was like no this is not going to happen but this is telling us that Abraham waited patiently there's some things that we have to wait patiently for but God is going to come through he has a purpose for your life don't give up just yet keep going there is a purpose waiting for you that God wants to fulfill in you and it is going to come to pass even though you may be in need and have lost some hope in that area, know this morning, God wants you to know that he will provide all of your needs. In Matthew chapter six, verse 25 to 27, it says this, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink or about your body, what, what you wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? God knows exactly what you need and he will provide that for you. Philippians 4.19 says just that. And my God will meet all your needs 
according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. It's not always what you think you need, but God knows what you need and he will give you just that. Second Corinthians 12, 19 then. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. At your, at your point of need, you might need grace. And God is saying that his grace is sufficient for you. And it's in those moments that his power is gonna be made perfect in you. Allow him to do that in you today. Maybe you're grieving and you've lost hope. God wants you to know today that there's a greater purpose, even in your grief. In Psalm 147, verse three, it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God wants to bring healing to those who are grieving this morning, whatever that looks like for you. Matthew 11, 28 to 30, God says this, come to me, Jesus says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes in grief, it can, it can feel really heavy, but Jesus came so that we wouldn't live in the heaviness of that, but Jesus would take off what we are feeling and put it on him. This morning, Matthew chapter five, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. If you need comfort from God today, reach out to him. He wants to comfort you in your grief and in your mourning. If the band wanna come and join me, that would be amazing. See, all these things that I've read, which for some might seem quite extensive, but I really hope they have spoke to you, but I want to tell you why. And it, the reason why I've read them isn't because it feels like the right thing to do or it fits in with the pointer, which it probably does, but the reason why is this. In Romans chapter 15, verse four, it says this, I think we get it on the screen. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. For everything that was written in the past was to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. The word of God is to bring us hope. The promises of God are to bring us hope in times in our lives where we do not know what to do. We are to lean on the word of God. That is why it is so important to read your Bible every day because some days you might not feel like you need it, but you might get to a situation in your life where you feel a bit hopeless and it'll be the word of God that is gonna continue to sustain you in those moments. We need the word of God because the word of God is hope for us. I really encourage you to speak the word of God. Oh, oh, hello. Over your situation. We're reading a book, um, Find Your Brave, and she talks about encouraging people to actually read it out loud, and I think that's amazing. Maybe you need to go home today and read these verses, some of the verses that I've read out loud over yourself. As we worship, maybe that's what you need to do. No one will hear you do it, but that's maybe what you need to do this morning. What is it that God wants to say to you? 
How does he want to encourage you into hope in him more this morning? See, the amazing thing about Jesus being our living hope is that he is alive and we can be assured of that. He is alive. We have full assurance that he rose from the dead and he is alive in us. And that's my last point this morning, that because of Jesus, your story goes on. Because of Jesus being alive, your story doesn't have to end. See, when we put our hope in God, not only is our strength renewed in that moment, but we have an assurance of eternity that we are fully convinced that we are going to spend eternity with him. And then when we have more of that assurance and when we have more of that revelation of that, the things that we face on this side of eternity aren't just as important anymore. It's not that they don't matter because they do, but they just don't maybe have that much of an impact on our lives because we have realized who God is and the hope that we have in him. We begin to walk out our lives as God has fully intended us, fully alive in him, hopeful for the future, hopeful that he is gonna work things out in our lives for our good because he has called us according to his purpose. That we, as we do that, we would make Jesus known on this earth as we walk out hope, as we walk out the hope that he has put in us. The people around us would see Jesus and that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? That we would make Jesus known on this earth. That's the plan. That, that is what God has intended for our lives, that we would make him known and other people too would get to share in the hope that we have. Verse nine of First Peter says, for you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What a joy this morning. What an amazing hope that we have salvation of our souls, that because of Jesus who came and is our living hope, hope is alive, salvation can be yours. It is yours if you put your trust in Him. And you get to live life in freedom from sin. You get to live forever in freedom from sin and death because of putting your trust in Jesus. And that is our hope this morning. That is our hope. Jesus is alive and he is our living hope. Let's pray. God, I thank you for what it is that you're doing in all of our lives. God, we pray in these moments, would you speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit? Help us to receive from you what it is that you want to do in us this morning. Would we not shy away God would our hearts be open God continue to speak God continue to show us and reveal more of your hope to us and I pray God that we would encounter you in a way like we never have before Amen Hi everyone thanks for listening in on our Sunday podcasts check us out on our Facebook Instagram at UT Belfast <laughs>